0: So Jesus is the bread of life, and whoever eats of him will never hunger again. I wonder, what to you, can you think of, is the most valuable item in your home? Maybe financially, what's the most expensive thing that you own, excluding your house and your car? What's the most expensive thing that you own in your home? What's the thing that you own that uh, is perhaps most valuable to you, that you can't imagine life without? That item, whatever it may be uh, for you. Uh, I think we all probably have those things that we're connected to. Maybe it has an emotional connection, maybe it's something from the past, maybe it's something that's one of a kind. Uh, and you can't imagine life without it. I wonder if you're the kind of person who when you buy something like a book or a DVD or something like that, the first thing you do when you get home is write your mail in it to make sure everybody knows it's yours. So that if you ever lend it, in, you know you're going to get it back. Uh, or maybe you're one of those people and I used to do this with DVDs would write down who's borrowed it so you can make sure you take them up four weeks later if you haven't had it back I don't know whether you are that kind of person or not and what those things are that are valuable to you but I want you to imagine that if uh, today you had to give up those things for some reason maybe you had to just leave your home and no longer have it maybe it gets taken whatever it is, imagine what life would be without it but it's hard to do that because these things are valuable to us you know, if you thought about it, then it matters to you. If it came to your mind, then it matters to you. It's something that is important to you. I don't know about you, but I'm often struck. When you walk around manor houses or places with works of art in them, adorning walls, there's several here as well. Uh, and as you walk around those places, you kind of think about the people who bought those paintings because they fell in love with them and they thought they would look great in their home and they placed them up in their home and they years later they pass away, and the generations after them pass away, and then those paintings just remain as museum pieces uh, in these manor houses, just hung on the wall. And I don't know about you, but my heart always sinks a little bit when I hear on the news about certain items from films or TV shows from long ago selling for thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds, and you kind of think, for what? To hold on to a bit of history, uh, what is it that it makes these things so, so valuable to people? Is it that it's just nice to have something exclusive, something that no one else has got, something that's one of a kind? I don't know, but they clearly are valuable because they go for thousands of pounds sometimes. Harvest, for me, is a time of year that I think gives us an opportunity to stop and to rethink about what really matters to us, about what is truly valuable. And I think there's no better passage for us to use than the one that we just heard Faye read from Mark chapter 10. Now, as you know, we're going through the lectionary at the moment, which means that we're not choosing the passages. The passages are set. Uh, They're set passages that we use. And as you probably know like harvest is a time of year where uh, the church gets to choose when they do harvest. You can do it any time in September or October, you can choose whatever date kind of just fits around what you're doing, because harvest was a time when we would remember the harvest being brought in, we would pray for our farmers and pray for the produce, we would give thanks to God for those who worked hard on the land, uh, we still do that today, but this is the time of year that it happens. And, and so we chose harvest as being this date, the 10th of October, because it was a date that worked. Uh, And then I saw the passage that was for today and I thought actually it couldn't be more perfect for helping us to understand the importance of remembering today what is most important in our lives, what holds the most value to us. Because here is a story of a rich young ruler who has approached Jesus because he really wants to know how to get into the kingdom of God. He's heard Jesus talking about the kingdom, and he's excited about it. He wants to know what this kingdom of God is like. He wants to be part of this kingdom. And he asks Jesus, how can I be part of this kingdom? And Jesus says, well, you know, follow the commands, do the things that God has promised on you about brother. And this guy lives a good life He says, I do those things, that's what I do. And Jesus says, well, there's one more thing. Go away and sell all your possessions and give to the poor. And it says that the man goes away sad because he had great many possessions. And Jesus knew in that moment, or in that man, that money for him had become something that he loved. And something that he'd come to rely upon. And Jesus challenged that notion by saying, go away and sell everything you have and give it to the poor. And what Jesus was asking that man to do was possibly one of the most counter-cultural things he could have asked him to do in that time. In the Roman Empire, wealth and money were everything. If you had status, you had money. If you had money, you had status and vice versa. It was was considered to be everything. And actually, even in the Jewish understanding, uh, it was understood that if you had wealth, it was seen as a sign of prosperity and blessing from God. And here's Jesus saying, actually, that stuff doesn't have eternal significance anymore. And in fact, not only does it not have eternal significance, it actually can be a stumbling block to the kingdom itself. And what I love about this passage is that Jesus then turns and addresses a particular group of people, and it's a group of people we were introduced to last week during our online service, and that is the children who are gathered around him. <coughs> And he turns to the children and gives this beautiful analogy of a camel passing through the eye of the needle. I can imagine children being around Jesus giggling, thinking that's impossible. There are some theologians who say that he's talking about a literal place called the needle, which was a narrow pathway and camels couldn't fit through. To be honest, whether Jesus is using that or a different analogy doesn't really matter. The fact is, he's making a point. And the point is, and he's saying it to the kids, it's just impossible. That actually what he wanted those children to understand is that the things that everybody else sees as valuable are not valuable in the kingdom of God. He's already said what is valuable in the kingdom of God. It's them. He's already told them what true value looks like. True value looks like trusting in Jesus and being in relationship With Jesus. What really matters in this world more than anything else is the relationship that we can have with Him. And nothing compares to that relationship. Nothing that this world can offer can compare to that relationship. What I really want for my life is that when people ask me what's the most valuable thing in the world to you, I really want the answer to genuinely be Jesus. Not because I think it's the right answer to give, but because it's what I want the answer to be. And there are certain things in my life that I need to surrender in order for that to be the case, because there are times where things are more valuable to me than Jesus. And I don't want them to be. And so I wanted to think about that concept of exchange with I told earlier. That whole kind of thing that there are often times where we need to surrender something to God. And I'm not talking about necessarily practical things that God is telling you to sell everything and give to the poor. the question is always, if he did, would you? But actually, it's the question of, are there things about us that we're not prepared to give up? That we're not prepared to surrender to him? Things about our character, things about our past, things about... things that we do, things that we are, things that we have always held on to, lies that we believe for our entire lives and we feel if we give this up, then who am I without them? Are we willing to surrender those so that Jesus can be our everything? You see, this is all about an offer of an exchange. Exchanging what we perceive to be valuable what Jesus knows is true life that is only found in relationship with him. We cannot find it anywhere else, or in anything else, or in anyone else. We can only find true life in him. And Harvest for me just reminds me of the story of the rich young man as Jesus addresses those children to say I want you to grow up in life knowing that Jesus matters more than anything else this world can offer. And what we do at Harvest, by giving to the poor, by giving to those who are struggling and suffering, is we are modelling the way of Jesus that says, we want Jesus to be our daily bread, as we just heard sung about. But we acknowledge that there are things we need to survive. And we want to be the answer to people's prayer sometimes. Give us today our daily bread. And we do that not just because we want to do it because it's a nice thing. But we want this community to know just how much Jesus is for them. Just how much he loves them and cares for their very practical needs as well as their spiritual needs. And I think by doing that, what we're doing is exactly what Jesus called us to do, to love God above everything else, and then to love our neighbor, as we love ourselves. And so I hope that today, this harvest, that we will all be able to say, stood here this morning, that I want to surrender anything that gets in the way of me saying that Jesus is the highest priority of my life. I want him to be the most valuable thing in the world to me. And sometimes that's a hard thing, because it does mean giving up. But as we've said a few times in the past few weeks, anything you surrender or you give up for God will be nothing compared to what he gives you in exchange. Because what he gives you in exchange is life in all its fullness. The life we were intended to always have. The life He came to give us. The life He died and rose again so that we can have. Jesus is everything. Let that be so for all of us today. Amen. Amen. to pray for the world and pray for these um, generous donations. Thank you so much for giving so generously to the country today. Um, Let's just uh, spend some time praying for the world that God made and the world that God loves. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the world that you created. We thank you for your great love for the whole world, a world that you love so much that you sent Jesus into it. God we know that there are places in the world where there is suffering and hurt we know that there are places in the world where there are people going hungry and this harvest we want to say Lord have mercy would you provide today for those in need their daily bread physically and spiritually would you provide their daily bread today? For your world we pray, Lord, in your mercy, you. hear our prayer. We pray for this nation. We pray for those who lead us and guide us. We pray for Elizabeth, our Queen, for her government, for those who serve and lead. Pray that you give them wisdom and compassion and discernment on a daily basis. We pray for the most vulnerable in our society, the most vulnerable in our community, praying that you would be their daily bread, physically and spiritually. For this nation, we pray, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who suffer today in body, mind, or spirit. And in the moment's quiet, we call to mind those we'd like to pray for today who we know are unwell undergoing treatment. We pray that today you will be their daily bread, physically and spiritually. Lord, in your mercy. Yeah. And we pray for ourselves, asking Lord Jesus that you would be the number one priority in our lives. <coughs> that you will matter to us above anything else. And Lord, if there's anything we need to surrender in order for that to be true, we pray that you would remind us and show us that anything we surrender will be nothing compared to what you give us in return. Lord, in your mercy, we are Oh yeah,